0: You know, every time I get to preach, I have, um, I got a whole list of sermons today. I can pick which one. I, we can preach them all. And I think we we'll get out here before next week if we do that. But, uh, I, and I want to encourage you, whoever you are, I, now I am not an electronic geek. My Bible that I hold, I was a deputy sheriff for 45 years and you know, I, I, Really, I, I come close, but i never had any life or death situations. Uh, there's been babies delivered. Uh, there's been a lot of things going on. But, you know, I would never leave and go on duty um, because I never had a need to use my gun. I always took my weapon. And I, I just encourage you. I, I, I know people that have a computer can go through th- and find things faster than I can. But this is my weapon. I feel good when I have this in my hand. I feel good when it's with me. I can walk into a restaurant and there can be a whole table of people using a Lord's name in vain and, and all kinds of things ugly being said. I just walk in the restaurant and lay that there. And all of a sudden the atmosphere changes. I think the day I carry this with me, the atmosphere in hell changes. I think there are some devils that say, no, you take Pastor Bollinger today. I'm going to go up down somewhere else. But I want to encourage you. Get the Bible and read the Bible. Carry the Bible. I know when I was a kid, uh, my grandma, I, everything worth knowing about family history was, was in her Bible. It was right there. So I want to encourage you uh, to bring your Bibles to church, to carry them with the, wherever you will go. But I want to talk today about how to get a miracle from God and keep it. Uh, when I was 19 years old, um, my car was my main thing. How to get a miracle from God. If I had my car payment this much, that's good. That's all I need. Maybe a little gas money. But as I travel through life and as I get older myself, um, the devil gives me opportunities to um, not trust God, to back off on God's promises. But I've seen a multitude of people. I used to work with Kenneth Copeland. I've been with Benny Hinn. Past your pastors, David and Scarlett, been involved in a lot of healing ministries, seen a lot of people under the anointing and the power of a group meeting get healed, get out of wheelchairs, eye vision improve. Many things happen. I had a daughter that came down two years ago down here and attended a healing meeting. She left Indianapolis. She had a horrible, I don't know what they call it, but a number in cancer. She was fighting cancer. Had a horrible high number. She came down here in a crowd, got prayed for it, and went back, and her numbers went to just about zero. And and they were talking about she was healed. But she got back under the influence of people and everyday life, and you know the numbers started climbing. And subsequently, my daughter uh, passed away last October, I mean, September. But, you know, I want to talk about getting a miracle and keeping it. We get miracles every day. It's a miracle I stand here. It's a miracle that you and I arrived at 21 age in our life. I know my wife, uh, when she'd come up from school, she said there was a bridge and she'd get up on the banister of the bridge, and walk across that on the bridge. And if she fell off the bridge, there were jagged rocks. I said, your mom know that? She said, of course not. I didn't tell her. Uh, but we do a lot of things that, man, just a little tweak of things would be bad news. But let's talk about getting a miracle and keeping it. Mark ten forty six, And they came to Jericho. And as Jesus went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway begging. And I could go there. God doesn't want you to beg. God has given you the keys to the kingdom. Sometimes we get under attack and uh, we do our best. We, we ask or, or whatever. But God says, you've got the keys. Do something with them. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should withhold his peace, but he cried out more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now here he, Barnabas is blind. Here's Jesus is coming his way and starts crying out. Now those, and I assume which is Jesus' to, to disciples also, they said, be quiet. Be quiet. sit and be quiet, but he 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 cried out all the more. Sometimes what you're going through uh, requires a little more crying out, a little more faith, a little more spending time in prayer, a little more time, maybe taking communion or, or remembering what God has done before, or the message that you've heard, or scripture that's been blessing to you. But when when you're in the middle of a of, of a trial everything around you this the devil will do everything have you ever uh you ever been going through may, may, maybe you never had you you're going through a indigestion tonight and you just turn on the tv and someone's dying of stomach cancer you pick up the paper and someone's dying of uh something wrong with their stomach and the devil, the devil give everything he can to your mind to get it off of the scriptures that jesus healed you i was talking uh A little bit with Frank tonight and we are praying and believing for Frank and believing for, I'm believing myself, I'm believing Frank is going to be up on them birth movers or whatever he does doing his thing. Uh, and I'm believing the devil is defeated and strength and health is going to come on him. But he was talking how he, he's not all the way, but he's doing some things he couldn't do before. And I praise God for that. Hallelujah. Anyway. Uh, They charged him that Barnabas said he should hold his peace, but he cried, Out the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise up. He calls you. Isn't it strange when the important guy all of a sudden calls you, the ones that told you shut up, sit down now. Get up. Get up. good, Be happy. He's calling you. Come on. Come on. When everything is going right, it's amazing how many zippy doo as a sunny day words you're going to hear. But sometimes in the midst of a storm, you don't hear these things. But Jesus called him, and they, they said, get up, he's calling for you. And he cast away his garment and rose and came to Jesus. Now, it doesn't say here in verse 50, but the garment of the beggar, of those sick or lame in those days, was a certain garment. You walk down the street, you could see who the, the garment he was wearing that he was sick and he said he he uh, he cast away his garment rose up and came to Jesus and Jesus answered and said to him what wilt thou that I should do to thee blind the blind uh, man said unto him Lord that I might receive my sight and Jesus said unto him go your way your faith has made you whole and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus John 20, verse 30 says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written, written in this book. If others could get a miracle from God, you and I can. Do you know if you go into any medical facility today, they will all tell you your body our bodies were designed to heal itself. They'll all tell you that. Well, why is everybody taking medicine? Well, did your mother ever tell you to do something? You ignored her. Did she ever? I mean, I had such a mom. Mom, I love my mom. But mom didn't know everything about me, thank God. Pam knows more about me than my mom did. But your body's designed to be healed. Sometimes... Because of the lifestyle we live, the food we eat, the things we do or whatever. Uh, and there are the attacks of the devil that comes against our body. There's many things, but our bodies were designed to be healed. The medicine that the medical people have today, they have found out through God's wisdom things that when we're under attack, they can give us this pill or this shot or this or that, and it will help us get it. But our, if our body was against healing, that shot or that pill would do no good at all. But God has given men and women the wisdom of how to find things that will assist us until we can walk in faith and have it uh, through the miracle working power of God. But our bodies are designed to be healed. Now, <clears throat> the Bible says uh, in Romans 2 to 11 There, there's no respecter of persons with God. So with God, I don't care who we are. I, I know I before, I have done things I shouldn't. And there's, there's so many things in my life that I said, I'm not, I I don't want to, I, I've told Pam before, I don't want to pray. How can I pray? I just got through, I knew better, but I just got doing something that God said not to do. I did it yesterday. Why? And, and God said, did you, did the blood cover that? Well, yeah. Well, then pray. But God is no respecter of person. Of a truth, Acts 10.34, I perceive that God is no respecter of person. Why sit around doubting and begging when you could have a miracle? Whether or not you get a miracle, many times is determined by what you hear about Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you don't know Jesus... You gotta have somebody tell you. Jesus died years ago. His blood was shed at Calvary. But a lot of people still have not. They they, they go out here on, on the Daytona Beach, they go on our beaches down here, and they'll ask college kids uh questions that you and I have known since we were kids. And they, they don't know. Who was Samson? Who was David? Who was uh the The men in the fiery furnace, they have no idea, so they need to know we need to know, but God's no respecter person; He wants to heal us. He wants us to walk out of what we're walking out of and walk into hell i i one time i i broke my i i was I, my garage had a little lip like this up in the city, and it was snowy. I went out to go into the garage and I fell, and I hit my arm right on that that uh edge. And I come, man, I felt obviously strange. It really didn't hurt here. I just found like I was going to black out and kind of sick of my stomach. But I go into the house and, uh, Pam looks at me right away, you know, something's wrong. What's going on? I said, I got to sit on a minute. And I, I sat on, I don't know why. I said, I, I don't want to sit on the floor. I don't want to sit on the couch. And so I, I was sitting there and she said, what happened? And I told her. And, um, so I, I said, I don't know. I hate it. It hurts, but I, I, I don't know. So we go to the hospital, and uh, they go th- do all the stuff that they do. And I go into two or three doctors, and they sent me home. And uh, so I go to a a, a church meeting, and they and calls us up front. And I'm standing here. I had, I had a short sleeve. They didn't put nothing on me. So I had my short sleeve shirt on. And I'm looking. They're praying over me, and I look, and I see my arm rise up. And I can feel something inside that twist and come back down. So I go back to the in two or three weeks. I go back to the hospital, and the doctor. I said so I'm coming back from my follow-up. He said, "Well, where's the cast?" I said, "There was never one on it." Well, what did you do with it? I said, "I didn't do nothing with it." Well, where's that? I said, "I don't know. It wasn't there? No one did. He? Said, they didn't put one on you?" I said, "No." And I don't know I saw them. He said, "He didn't put one on you." I said, "No, I don't know." But anyway, the X-ray and there's. Perfect as it was ever supposed to be. Uh, I've had other things. I've had colds. I had the battle of weeks for to get rid of a cold. But here is an instant miracle. Why? Because I guess they missed it, but God didn't miss it, so he fixed it for me. God will fix it for you. He'll take care of you. But the least you got to start doing is expecting. Frank said... It's, he's getting up now a little better. It's harder. It's not as easy. It's not easy. But he's doing something he couldn't do before. I am believing that you're going to be out of that church someday. Whether it's going to be uh, tomorrow, next week, next month. I don't care how long. I believe. It's, it's, I'm getting into another story. But you know, Jesus was passing a boat of people he loved one night. And they were in a raging, tormenting storm. And he's walking on the water. And you know what it said? He would have passed them by, but and he would pass me by, but he would pass you by, but it's the but that intervenes the devil's plan and brings on God's plan. God will not pass you by. He may be walking by, he may would have passed you by, but it said they cried out. And I'm sure they didn't cry out cry out. We lose, the devil wins. They cried out, help me Lord. And he's there. Anyway, skipping ahead a few scriptures here. Well, Hosea 46, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Do you know the people you go with this week? You may have heard the scriptures a hundred times before, but you can walk into the room. Maybe it's your grandchild, your somebody you haven't seen for long, but you walk into the room and they say, if I've been praying for you, God told me, and you can walk out right now, a different person. But you're, God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I want to go any place that has knowledge. I need to accomplish something that I want to do. I need to be there. Now, there's eight things you can do to get a miracle from God. Number one, you have to hear about the miracle worker. I grew up in a church, in a denominational church when I was a kid. No one ever talked uh, about tongues, miracles, a mighty move of God. We didn't see any. Um, But... I married a woman named Pam who wasn't satisfied with the status quo in life. She she always had a question. You're not who healed? Why? Jesus said, by his stripes you are. Why aren't you healed? Well, dig a little deeper, dig a little deeper. Go another service. Go another book. Go to another chapter, another verse. She always kept going deeper and deeper. But you have to hear about a miracle worker. You have to hear about the miracles. Because the world says they're not. Do you know we're living in some incredible hard times right now? But I find my peace in this. You know what? I really believe some of the people that are very evil in government today. I believe they're going to succumb to some horrible things. Um, But I believe God's going to bring us through. And I believe on the other side of what I'm going through on this earth, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And I believe that He's there waiting for me. My mother's there waiting for me. I've heard about some things. So, in order to get a miracle, first of all, you got to hear that there is a miracle workroom. For you to get saved, to make Jesus Lord of your life, you had to hear about Him. Romans ten four says ten fourteen. How then shall they call upon him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You're a preacher. I don't have them in my pocket right now, but in my regular street clothes. I my, years ago when you started ministry, we printed a little book that God has big plans for you. You go through it. It tells you what you need to do to get saved. It tells you that God... Uh, sent Jesus who died for your sins. He, he, his, his pain, his stripes for your healing. Anyway, I go into a restaurant. I'll probably give 10 or 20 away this week. Um, I don't know if they'll ever read it or not. I, I, but I ask them, I said, are you a Christian? Have, have, do you go to church? Have you made Jesus the Lord of your life? Once you read this book, God has a big plans for you. And all of them are nice enough to take, okay, I don't know when or where, but I believe when Holy Spirit is is things are right and their condition and and the words uh they're ready for the word the holy spirit will take that but they've got to hear about jesus so we need to share christ wherever we go Isaiah 55:11 says so, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not in return to me void but I will accomplish that what i please and it shall prosper in the thing where into i send it the message bible says this so will the word that comes out of my mouth not come back empty handed. They'll do the work I'll send them to do. They'll complete the assignment I give them. Words, your words. How many, do, you, do you, most of you probably know Norman Vincent Peale? He, I wish I, I mean, I was a, a heathen. I could have seen him. He had been around at places where I was, never did. But you know, your words affect people. Um, I seen the other day where a lady pulled out in the traffic and she made an obscene gesture and a guy pulled out a gun and killed her son. And and I'm sure she she couldn't believe this was happening. But just as words can be detrimental, words can change, words can lift you up. When I, we was at, um, I was at a Billy uh, Burke meeting about a year ago and a, a young couple, they was from Ohio she had incurable disease that cost her a hundred thousand dollars a month for the medicine to keep her alive. Pam and I were sitting over here, and they were they were on the other side, and Billy Burke was talking to me, and he said, well, "What what what do you need from the Lord?" And they was telling about this disease, and well, where are you from? From Ohio. Well, I, well what brought you down here? He said, "Well, my pastor, Mitchell Knight." Pam said, "That's where my my daughter Julie. That's where Julie goes to that church." That I know that's their pastor. And and there was the girl saying, The medicine costs a hundred thousand dollars a month or I will die. And the insurance just said, Your last payment has ended. So she came down there. Well, obviously they left, went back to Ohio. Pamela hadn't seen her nothing about it for it's about six or seven months, or maybe maybe a year. I was talking to Julie I remember, I said, Julie, that, that, that you youth young couple is in charge of youth, we seem seen Billy Burke prayed for him and uh we never heard anything of what he she says she, my daughter says she has not taken a pill since. She's a matter of fact, they're going to Africa, they're missionaries, she's totally and completely healed. What had what would life had been had their pastor or whatever not brought them down to meeting where the word of God is going? And a lot of times your words people won't hear you, but if you'll go somewhere else for whatever reason, uh don't listen to somebody else, but they came, they heard, and they got a miracle working in their life. Number two, you have to cry out unto the Lord. You have to get your mouth involved in what you want. There are things going on today. There are things being said today that you know, I grew up in the 50s that totally, totally, there was a, um, not if you weren't a Christian, it just, uh, it just it was a way mom and dad taught you not to say this or say that. And you didn't have to go to church, but you had a way in the 50s, you didn't speak things like as they're doing today. But you got to get your mouth speaking the right way. Um, Jesus said in Matthew twelve thirty four, For out of the abundance of your heart, if my mouth speaks, it's it's what's in your heart in abundance. I could fake it till you make. I mean, when I met Pam, I remember when I pulled over that night, I was very nice police officer. I was my my mercy and was. And when I seen her sitting in that car, I, I knew she was was not going to get a ticket. I was going to show her much kindness. Um, But, you know. What comes out of our mouth when we're not trying to impress somebody? What's in my heart in abundance will come out. That's what we need to have coming out of our heart today in abundance. That by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my diseases. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nothing is impossible. We need to have it constantly coming out of our mouth. For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Now that's what God is, what God's saying here is, it's not what you quote one time that makes your life. It's what comes out all the time. It's what's in your heart. My last name is Bolinger. It's come out of my mouth all of my life. I have no question who I am and where I came from. Uh, I don't say I'm Elvis Presley. I want, sometimes wish I was, but, uh, it's what, it's who I am all the time that won't, that's going to change my life. Romans sentences. says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is um, he declares his salvation. Mark 11, For verily I say unto you, Whosoever say in this mountain, Be thou uh, removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall confess, he shall have whatever he says. Years ago, my oldest daughter, my second oldest, Kim, I mean, I'm a pastor. They've heard me from dad and from the pastor preach and harp on this and that all of their lives. So my kids were all saved, all of them. So one night I was in Indianapolis, and well, Muncie, and Dan, actually, I had a convention where a gentleman named Happy Caldwell was preaching. And he has an altar call, and he, and he said, bow your heads, close your eyes, and we all do. And he says, all right, you're sitting here tonight. You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. You've heard my message, and you want to be born again. If that's you, I want to see your hand. Well, my head and my wife, we we'll are all have our heads bowed. He said, oh, I see those hands. So, I, again, all you people, keep your head bowed. But if you raise your hand, now I want you to stand up. Now I want you to come down here. Now, uh, those of you who have, have your head bowed, uh look up here. I look up, and there's my daughter. I said, I said, "Pam, that's Kim up there. What's she doing up there? She's been saved. She's my daughter. She's been saved for I don't know how she was. Well, I don't know, she's been saved five, ten years. What's she doing up there? Well, she got there. I said, Kim, you, you come down at church. You, you was saved at church. What are you doing up there tonight?'" She said, "Dad, tonight I did it for me, back when I did it for you." So see. What we say sometimes, or what we think others have said, sometimes it's out of their heart. It's got to come and become alive. Now, I believe when she did it at my church when she was younger, she meant it to that whatever age she was. But that night, the Holy Spirit spoke to her, and she made a decision without the interference of mom and dad. Hallelujah. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Notice noise. Noise. I've learned something by living with Pam for over 50 years. Pam does not like, um blase, hopeless, no good. I quit. I'm done. Life's mean. I'm going out and kill myself. She doesn't want, she wants a happy sound. Zippity doo Uh, and I think God wants to hear more of that. I think God says, you know, I sent Jesus. He's done a lot for you. As I think about it in my life, there's been, I am, I, I think every one of us is so, when you live to be, if you're 20 years old, God saved your life many times probably, but when you're old as I am, God has intervened and blessed me and taken care of me so many times in my life, but He wants to hear a joyful noise. I want to bring around joyful people. Have you ever, I know you don't, but I have some people in my life when the phone rings, hey, how you doing? Oh God, I wish I wouldn't have picked this phone up. <laughs> I know them. I don't know what they're calling about today, but I know this conversation, and I know when I get off the phone, if I was feeling bad, I'm gonna feel worse. But then there's other people I can get around. You know what? Um uh, have you ever have you ever uh been around or uh, laid around or whatever and you're feeling horrible and horrible and you say, I oh, know I got this thing I'm committed to. I, I really don't feel about it, but I go. And you go and you say, I feel better already just by getting around somebody else. But God wants a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise into the Lord. Noise changes things. So you got to hear about Jesus and you got to cry out. Whatever you're going through, you got to cry out. And not cry out, I'm beat, I'm defeated. God, the Word says, the Word says. Remember in Daniel, he prayed and it says, 21 days, I think, 21 or 27, nothing happened. And then the angel of God showed up and said, I'm just showing up to tell you this. The moment you prayed, God heard your prayer and I was sent. The moment you prayed. But I've been fighting Satan for 21 days and his I had to call on Michael to come and help me to get through. When you pray, that's the beginning of the end. It may not be the end, but when you pray and you stand strong and you make a joyful noise and you confess the word of God and you're repeatedly gone out of the abundance of the heart, you'll see your miracle and you'll keep your miracle. Number three, got to understand Satan doesn't want you to make a wave or cause him a problem or a disturbance. Psalm 47.1, Amplified Version Clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of defeat. Oh, women do those With a voice of triumph and the sound of joy. I love the songs we sing in this church. First of all, I can understand them. Um, I've been singing for years. It's not something someone wrote yesterday and Ruby expects me to know today. Uh, they're, they're songs I've heard. When when I was with them, Benny Hinn, we went to Osaka, Singapore, and we're up on the stage. I'm with Benny Hinn, and everyone in Japan is singing Japanese. But he, the music is How Great Thou Are. Well, all of us in America are singing How Great Thou Are, but they're singing in a Japanese language How Great Thou Are. Do you know if you're singing a song, sometimes you can sing it just because you're reading the word, but when it's coming from your heart, oh, it's medicine to my spirit. It's medicine to my soul. I love the song we sing here. Uh, Satan wants to keep you quiet. If you're not going to talk about his business, what he's doing, then he don't want you to talk, talk about anything. He wants you to talk. And I'm guilty of this, especially in this day and age, uh, anyone who sees my Facebook. I'm, I say things on my Facebook not because I need any confirmation, but I want the world to know Don't let politicians snooker you. Don't let them lie to you. Uh, But I say things because I'm tired of abortion. I'm tired of Satan doing what he is. And so I want to encourage people to take a stand. But I don't want to talk about what the devil's doing. I want to talk about God's doing. When it becomes clear, real to you, that you've won the desires of your heart, I'm going to see a different countenance. I'm going to see a different attitude. You know, I know you're not this way, but when I was a kid growing up, <laughs> I can't remember a song now, but there's a song, "Don't worry, be happy." You know, my mom knew when I was not happy, when I didn't get my, I didn't have to do it. I mean, okay, okay, uh, uh, but she knew when I wasn't okay. The devil knows when when you're going his, not you're not listening. To God, you're listening to him or vice versa. God wants us to be happy. He wants our countenance to carry that. I can't even imagine when I seen Corey Tim Boom, what she went through and what she saw. And she saw her sister die in a prisoner of war camp. I can't even imagine what she went through. But when you listen to her and you talk to her, she's got the joy of the Lord in her heart. And they couldn't get it out of her. Hallelujah. Where well, there's life, there's noise. Let me give you an example. I had—I didn't have no sons, but I had four girls. I didn't have to wonder when I had four girls. I didn't have to wonder, is there life in that other room? Uh, is there life at midnight? Is there life at three in the morning? I mean, I heard life. Uh and if they got their bottles sometimes you could tell they was happy, but if they weren't happy you could also tell that sometimes. But where there's life there's going to be noise. You're going to know there's life. Genesis twelve or twenty one fourteen says Abraham rose up in the morning and took bread and water and gave it to Hagar and put her uh put it on her shoulders. And the child and sent her away, and she departed and went into the wilderness of Bahiba. And the water was spent and the bottle in the bottle, and she cast the child under uh, one of the shrub trees. And she went and sat down over against the, a good way, as it were, a bowshot. For she said, "Let me not see the death of the child." And she sat over against him. And lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. And the angel of God called Hagar out of heaven and said to her, But aileth I, Hagar, fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. God hears your voice all the time. He knows what you're going through. I, 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 this is not in my notes, but, but, one, one thing is so important. For 45 years, I was a deputy sheriff, and for 40 years, I was there to arrest the criminal and put him in jail. For the last five years, I was in the chaplain's office. I was in the chaplain's office to tell the ones that I wanted to put in jail how don't worry, it ain't that bad, God wants you out of jail. But see, what I want you to know is this: you've got to have uh, i I'm personal friends with Saval's, Jerry Saval and his family. and if you watch Terry Savell, she talks about her print board, hope board, whatever she calls it up here, you've got to have something on your board for the future instead of and not just all doctor visits. And uh I remember when my kids were young and we were at Christmas. You've got to have, you know, I, I'm not doing, Pam and I used to go to Canada every summer fishing. And she would help take the motor off and drag the boat over the rapids and go portage across. We can't do that tomorrow. But you know what? We're talking about maybe we'll go up, put the boat in, uh, and go just stay in the one lake that the boat allows us to. But you've got to have some form of something I want to do yonder instead of yonder's closed off to me there's got to be something in your life you got to have a hope board a vision board something of encouragement and whatever you're going through today uh uh my air conditioner went out at my house last week so i my daughter has a condo she said you can go down there well i blew, blew an air mattress up the bed wasn't good enough, so I put the air mask I laid down my air, and I turned over and fell out on this shoulder. And the shoulder cried out, you are done with anything you thought you might want to do. And if I picked up a Coke bottle, it, it said, didn't you listen to what it said that night? And I laid there for a minute, uh, days of what was happening. And so I'm taking a little bit better care of it right now but I don't sit and think about what I did now. I'm going to do what I can do today. And I, uh, we a uh, matter of fact, I'm going to be going to see Jerry Savelle here in about a week. You've got to have something. I don't know what Frank wants to do before he gets on that big earth and knocks down mountains. Uh Maybe he needs a little toy Tonka truck to knock down some blocks. I don't know, but I am believing Frank is going to be doing something. Uh, Marie is going to be doing something. Jerry Lee, I mean, I, the reason I'm here, I love this church and it's an incredible church. I hope everybody comes to this church, but we got to have some expectation of what we want to do and what we're going to do. Um, notice the difference between the, the baby, he's crying under the bush and God's hearing him. What did God, why, why did God hear him and not Hagar? Hagar was probably talking, I'm in trouble. Woe is me. I'm I got thrown out of camp. I ain't got nowhere to go. I should have been there. Uh now uh Sarah didn't like me, so I, instead of she was talking, the baby said, I'm hungry, I'm cold, or whatever, and the Lord heard his voice. The Lord will hear your voice. He knows where you are, he knows what you're going to He knows that you want to do this, you to. Know you want to do that. But uh you gotta say something in Faith, say something um, in a positive way and not just a a, a discouraging manner. Number four, got to unclutter your life and get personal, intimate with God. I know, I know, I left it out on the table with her, but I know the first thing I get up in the morning I hit my phone and turn on. Pam, here's the ding. Pam, pam knows when I'm up. And I got a feature on my phone. I can put my blood pressure or my weight or different things about my health in every day so I know what's going on. But then, then comes Fox News, CNN News, or CBN um but anyway, I spent too much time on my phone, but the, the thing of it is God wants us to be intimate with Him. Have mercy on me. Hear my prayer. Too many Christians are depending on other people to cry out for them. Paul told us to fight a good fight of faith. Lay holds on eternal life. Whereunto thou has called, has made a provision of Good provision before many witnesses. There were times at the Sheriff's Department when I first got saved. There are police officers are good, bunch. I, I really, maybe I knew I've known thousands, most all of them, maybe a few. Um, but most all of them are. are we get up every day. We go to work tonight. Um, very few of us. Go to work, plan on dying, but we all go to work to make it a better world to live in. But when I got saved, my life changed. I had a radical change in my, 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 I was, I was, I thought I was a good guy. I'm, I'm protecting people. I'm, I'm risking my life. I'm, I'm doing out to others. And God said, I know your works. You're not hot nor cold because you're lukewarm. I'll spew you out of my mouth. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. And I can tell you, railroad tracks, I was going on over. I came home, Pam hadn't have the Bible out and read scriptures to me. I made an incredible decision for the Lord. I go back to work and I say little things. And then, oh, are you a holy roller? I, little thing. My life was changed radically. And when we're going, we're going to keep a hold of our miracle from God, if we're going to keep a hold of God's promise We got to have radical change. Paul told you to fight a good fight. Lay hold on eternal life for thou art also called and hast a good profession. Faith speaks God. You know, when I, I was, before I was a printer, one day, Friday, Friday, one day I was a printer. Sheriff told me, come in Monday, you're going to be a deputy. From Friday till Monday, Everything was normal. Monday morning, I come and put that badge on. Do you know, I have went into bars and I've been into fights where people, were, to me, were ten times bigger than me. I and I said, shut up and sit down. And they did it. <laughs> I was amazed. Um, I, cause back when I was a printer, they just knocked my head off. But I had a little thing here. I said, i was a deputy. You've got a thing in your life saying you're a Christian. Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. Whatever we've been going through, I don't deny the existence of pain. I don't deny, deny the existence. Uh, I think just just like this uh, right now, this flu going around. I don't deny that there. I don't deny that is not real. Some people will take a shot. Some people will not. That's up to the individual. I don't deny it's uh, it's not real. But I will say this: there is a God, a healer that can take care of us, and if we'll just trust Him, rely upon Him, do what He tells us to do. Uh, the Bible tells us, and uh, this is number five: Be not grieved and depressed, for the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. Nehemiah 8, 10. Be not grieved and depressed, for the joy of the Lord is your stronghold. You know, tired eyes rarely see a good future. It's important to the years when I was on the Sheriff's Department. I get as much rest as I can. I, I was younger and I had a lot of bills. And I worked every kind of part-time job I could get. But boy, tired eyes really see a good future. So make sure you get plenty of rest. Failure will only lasts as long as you permit it. Failure will only last. Now I can read, when I'm preaching to you tonight, I matter of fact, I put it on my phone this week. All of the disciples, 12, Died unbelievable, horrible deaths. Boiled in all, boiled upside down, or crucified upside down. All of them died horrible deaths. And you would think they were God's twelve boys, all so were left in style. But they went through hardships. But I'll tell you what they all left with: the joy of the Lord. They was able to endure what they went through. Matter of fact. When they was going to crucify uh, the one disciple, he said, I won't don't crucify like me, like my my savior, Jesus. I'm not worried. Crucify me upside down. He did, he was more concerned about crucifying him like Christ. So, uh, he, he, he wasn't talking about his own life. But we got to understand that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Your attitude your attitude permeates the environment that you live in. You can tell the devil anything you want. Now I lay me down to sleep, but tomorrow we'll tell him what you really believe, what you're really doing. The Bible says in Psalm Proverbs 17, A happy heart is good medicine, and cheerful mind works healing. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. What's down here? Um... Well, I'm just going to close it with number six here. Tell God what it is that you really want. Not what you're going through. He knows that too. He knew that uh, Hagar son into the bush was going through. But tell God what you really want. Then read the following manufacturer's instruction sheet that God gave you when you got born again. Be specific. What do you want? Spell it out. What do you want? What type of miracle are you believing for? Be specific. It will help your faith to increase. Go through the scripture. Find out what God did for somebody else. You know... I'm uh, 78. I remember specifically when I was 58. I was in Brown County, Indiana. I was going to visit a friend of mine who was having a rough time in his life. And Pam will tell you if, if she were here tonight, she she remembers me very well. When I was 58 years old, and I told her I'm dying. The devil's killing me. I know he is. I'm going. I know. Uh, I self. Diagnose myself. I watch enough television to see what everybody else says they have and what's going on with them. And that's me. That's me. And I said, I'm I'm dying, 58 years old. Well, I'm 78 now. Uh, What would I do if the Lord called me to be home, to come home next week, next year? I don't know Tom there, but I will say this. I have a mother who's waiting on me. Now I have a daughter. Jesus ain't a bad person to see in person. I want to see him, maybe not right now. But you know what? I've won. I made Jesus the Lord of my life. If I fall down, the other night, I fell out of bed and lay there on my floor when I hit the floor. I can't, it's unbelievable. I mean, the deficit from the bed to the floor, how hard the shoulder hit and I lay there dazed for a minute. But, you know, I, I, I could have, <laughs> Pam don't know this, but he told me, I would have, I'd lay there far and call for Pam and got some good sympathy and some good fix me breakfast and do all these things for me for at least two or three days. Uh, I'd, I'd have milked a little bit anyway. but, but sometimes I think, devil shut up. <laughs> I know what it is to get sympathy. I'm going to call my friends and tell them I'm in the hospital. Maybe I'll get a flower. Uh, uh-huh. Or whatever, but you know what? I'm going to be with the Lord and I've won. And I, and I pray to God, whatever goes, whatever. Do, do, do any of you know, uh, Jimmy Houston? He's a, he's a very, you how about Bill Dance? Any of you know Bill Dance, a fisherman? Well, Jimmy Houston, well, we're, we ain't got very many fishermen here tonight, but anyway, Jimmy Houston is a very famous fisherman. He was fishing in Alabama. His phone rang. And it was his daughter who said, "Jimmy, get home quick. Mama had a stroke." And he goes home. She she gets home, and he's in the hospital. Can't talk. Can't do anything. And he goes on. It's a long story, so I won't go into it. But he says, "You know, I told Lord, I'm praying. I'm believing for you. He's got he's got books out uh, that he has fishing tip for the day, but of scripture that goes along with it. And so, so he's a good Christian man. But he says, I pray God." I am praying for my wife. I'm praying that she be healed, and I'm wanting her back a hundred percent. But I'm going to take if I, if all you just hold her hand, that's great. But I'm believing for everything, and I'm going to take anything you get. I am, I, I am believing. I know you heard, heard my voice. You, you hear what I'm saying? So I'm just going to go day by day, and I'll take every bit you get. And he you talk how she, he, she got a little bit. Of, she was holding his hand. And she, then she'd squeeze it. She could feel a little bit. Um, now maybe somebody would say, I want her out of that bed right now. That is not how I'm by Jesus. stripes, she, She'll get out. He said, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. And he said, then she gave me a kiss. Not best kiss she ever gave me, but she's she getting a little better. She's getting a little better. And he said, and they, I, uh, I can't remember. They have a, a deer on their farm down in Oklahoma that, that was they found as a baby. and and she loves that deer. And he would talk about the deer and everything. And she, and she'd start looking at him, and she's making noise, and she's getting a little bit better every day. But it's not be step by step, but be expecting that step. See, if you if you if you fail to miss the little miracle, you'll never hardly experience the big one. The people where I have been, and I I mean, I have been there. Old Robert's, Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hint. I've been in where they've had twenty and thirty thousand people. I've seen many people. For the moment, have a miracle of God happen. And you see him next week and it's gone. What happened? Then I've seen people that maybe you, you could have missed it this night, but you see him next week and they're still standing strong and getting better. So whatever it is you want, get young thinking. Uh, there was a, a song back in the 50s, Young at Heart. You're as young as you are, you're much better by far if you're young at heart. I think Doris Day sang it, I'm not sure. But start expecting something. Get a hold of the miracle of God. And don't let go of it. And if God's word said it, stand on that word. Get up. Call, I mean, we'll call everybody else a liar when we was growing up. And I don't want to hear it. But call the devil a liar and remind him. You know, I've read the end of the book, devil. You know, you and I are going to be in two different places. You lose, I win. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, I thank you for the people in this church and the people who are watching via the camera. And I pray tonight, we all know your word, God. We all know that it says in Jesus' name, by Jesus' stripes we're healed. That he bore sicknesses and he carried our sorrows. We know the scripture says he wants us to prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. That all things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. Well, I pray for everybody within the sound of my voice. Everybody in this church building. Everybody who is watching by camera. I pray for a miracle in their life. First of all, Lord, we all sowed a seed tonight into the offering. I pray that you'll show them, Holy Spirit, reveal to them. And it's a lot of times just a little thing. But show them the harvest that comes from them sowing, investing into the kingdom of God's work. Then I pray for everybody who has heard this message tonight. Lord, I want to see a miracle in their life. And I don't want to see a miracle that just happens tonight and gone by morning. I would really rather, 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 rather see a miracle that begins tonight and doesn't quit until it's total and complete manifestation. I thank you, Father. What joy Frank gave me tonight by sharing with me that he's seen a difference. It's a little hard, but, but he's doing something he couldn't used to do. And I'm believing for everybody. Everybody with the sound of my voice. Holy Spirit, I love you and I love what you do. Because I'm so inadequate. Holy Spirit, do what I can't do. And that's reveal the truth behind the word. And I pray for my sister. I don't deny the fact that she's here and in this chair tonight. But the sheer fact that she's here shows me that she's not willing to stay in this chair. And I pray that, Father, whether you want to do an instantaneous miracle or step by step, I set myself in agreement and believe and just set myself in agreement with your word that by Jesus' stripes she's healed, that this wheelchair cheer. Has a future of vacancy. And that she has a future. Of walking and running. And standing. And preaching and ministering the truth for Jesus. Father I thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Father I thank you for the people behind the scenes. That nobody sees. Nobody knows. But without them there would be impossible be this church. I pray for Maria. I ask you to touch her father. She has She, she always is blessing me. She's always happy. She's awful, cheerful. So I know she won't have a problem in the world now, but she has one or two and I pray you take care of those father. And again, just like Frank, maybe it'll be step by step, inch by inch, but I believe it's happening and it's beginning and I thank you for that. Hallelujah. Lord, I come all the way to Florida to meet Frank and Ruby all the way, all the way from Indiana. And what a joy, what a blessing. And I just am believing, Father, with them that miracles that are received will be retained and they'll be built upon step by step, solid foundation, solid footing and grow and grow. And I am believing for many, many, many more dreams and goals coming to their life. I believe there's a lot to be done. Before we enter your presence, and I pray for them. I think for Jerry Lee, for Jerry, Father, this this church is very important to Pam and I. I am praying and believing for our pastors to be blessed, the things they have worked on and sold for all of their life to come to pass in their life. I am praying, Father, tonight will go down in your history book as a day of miracles, A beginning and a day of achieving and going and going and going on until the complete manifestation is made. So we thank you. We praise you. And receive it. Lord, I pray for everyone who is watching now. You know where they are. You know their complete circumstances. I remember my one time, Lord. When my own father told me I was a worthless blank, blank, I would never amount to nothing. He is very sorry that I would even carry his name. And as I sit there and heard that that day. I didn't say it, but I said, I will show him wrong. And I pray for whoever's watching this. Maybe they've had a tough time in life. Maybe they've been told things they didn't want to hear. Maybe they've been brutalized verbally, physically, whatever, I pray today will be a day of miracles in their life. In Jesus' name, amen.